This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of THA revision from the recon section on orthobullets.com. The indications for THA revision include osteolysis, loosening, instability, infection, malalignment, polyethylene wear, and fracture or implant failure. Options include acetabular component revision, which is the most common reason for revision in the Charnley low-friction total hip arthroplasty. Other options include femoral head and polyethylene exchange, femoral component revisions, and conversion from a hip arthrodesis. Complications in THA revision are significantly higher than in primary hip reconstruction. Complications include dislocation, even in simple procedures, infection, nerve palsy, cortical perforation, fractures, abductor deficiency, DVT, and limb length inequalities. As far as classification of bone loss, the two major ones to know are the AAOS classification and the Paprosky classification. And there are separate classifications for acetabular bone loss and for femoral bone loss. The AAOS classification of acetabular bone loss has five types. Type 1 is the segmental type and is characterized by loss of part of the acetabular rim or medial wall. Type 2 is the cavitary type and is characterized by volumetric loss in the bony substance of the acetabular cavity. Type 3 is the combined deficiency type and is characterized by a combination of segmental bone loss and cavitary deficiency. Type 4 is the pelvic discontinuity type and is characterized by complete separation between the superior and inferior acetabulum. And type 5 is the arthrodesis type. The Paprosky classification of acetabular bone loss has three types. Type 1 is characterized by minimal deformity and an intact rim. Type 2 has three subtypes. Type 2A is characterized by superior bone lysis with an intact superior rim. Type 2B is characterized by an absent superior rim as well as superolateral migration. And type 2C is characterized by localized destruction of the medial wall. Type 3 has two subtypes. Type 3A is characterized by bone loss from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. around the rim, as well as superlateral cup migration. Type 3B is characterized by bone loss from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. around the rim, as well as superomedial cup migration. Moving on to the femur, the AOS classification of femoral bone loss has six types. Type 1 is the segmental type and is characterized by loss of bone of the supporting shell of the femur. Type 2 is the cavitary type and is characterized by loss of endosteal bone with an intact cortical shell. Type 3 is the combined type and is characterized by a combination of segmental bone loss and cavitary deficiency. Type 4 is the malalignment type and is characterized by loss of normal femoral geometry due to prior surgery, trauma, or disease. Type 5 is the stenosis type and is characterized by obliteration of the canal due to trauma, fixation devices, or bony hypertrophy. And type 6 is the femoral discontinuity type and is characterized by loss of femoral integrity from fracture or nonunion. Finally, the Paprosky classification of femoral bone loss has four types. Type 1 is characterized by minimal metaphyseal bone loss. Type 2 is characterized by extensive metaphyseal bone loss with an intact diaphysis. Type 3A is characterized by extensive metadiaphyseal bone loss as well as a minimum of 4 centimeters of intact cortical bone in the diaphysis. Type 3B is characterized by extensive metadiaphyseal bone loss, as well as less than 4 centimeters of intact cortical bone in the diaphysis. And type 4 is characterized by extensive metadiaphyseal bone loss and a non-supportive diaphysis. 
with respect to the presentation of patients that may need a THA revision, symptoms of groin pain suggest an issue with the acetabulum, thigh pain suggests a problem with the femoral stem, startup pain suggests component loosening, and night pain suggests infection. As far as imaging, required views on radiographs include an AP pelvis, orthogonal views of the involved hip, and full-length femur radiographs. Additional views can include preoperative radiographs, immediate postoperative radiographs, and Jude views, which can be useful for assessment of the columns. A CT scan can be used for assessment of component position and may be useful for determining the extent of osteolysis. Remember that radiographs frequently underestimate the extent of osteolysis. As far as laboratory analysis, infectious laboratories to get include an ESR, CRP, and CBC. Aspiration is recommended if infectious laboratories are suggestive of infection. As far as treatment for patients who require a THA revision, let's talk about femoral revisions, acetabular revisions, and combined revisions. With respect to femoral revision, primary total hip arthroplasty components are indicated for minimal metaphyseal bone loss or Paprosky type 1 bone loss. An uncemented, extensively porous-coated long-stem prosthesis or a porous-coated slash grit-blasted combination or modular tapered stems are indicated for most Paprosky type 2 and type 3A defects. Modular fluted tapered stems are indicated for Paprosky type 3B defects. With respect to outcomes, there is a 95% survival rate at 10 years for these options. Impaction bone grafting is indicated for large ectatic canals and thin cortices, as well as Paprosky type 3B and 4 defects. With respect to outcomes of impaction bone grafting, the most common complication is stem subsidence. An allograft prosthetic composite is indicated for Paprosky type 3B and 4 defects. Modular oncology components are indicated for massive bone loss with a non-supportive diaphysis, as well as Paprosky type 3B and 4 defects. Cemented stems are indicated for irradiated bone, the elderly, and low-demand patients. However, as far as outcomes, cemented stems have a high failure rate. Moving on to acetabular revision, a porous-coated hemisphere cup secured with screws is indicated when the rim is competent, that is greater than two-thirds of the rim is remaining. A reconstruction cage with structural bone allograft is indicated when the rim is incompetent, that is when less than two-thirds of the rim is remaining. With respect to outcomes of a reconstruction cage with structural bone allograft, allograft failure is the most common complication, and there is a high failure rate, approximately 40-60%, to 60%, without a reconstruction cage due to component migration after graft resorption. A custom triflange cup is indicated for pelvic discontinuity. Moving on to a combined revision, a femoral head and polyethylene exchange is indicated for eccentric wear of the polyethylene with stable acetabular and femoral components. As far as outcomes, hip instability is the most common complication of an isolated liner exchange. Conversion from a hip arthrodesis is indicated for low back and knee pain as a result of an arthrodesis. With respect to outcomes of conversion from a hip arthrodesis, implant survival is greater than 95% at 10 years, and competence of gluteal musculature is predictive of ambulatory success. Now, let's quickly go over some of these surgical techniques in a bit more detail. Let's start with a femoral revision with an uncemented, extensively porous-coated long-stem prosthesis. This option requires that the femoral stem must bypass the most distal defect by two cortical diameters, which prevents bending moment through the cortical hole. 
Cavitary lesions are grafted with particulate graft, and allograft cortical struts may be used to reinforce cortical defects. Moving on to femoral impaction bone grafting, morselized fresh frozen allograft is packed into the canal, and a smooth tapered stem is cemented into the allograft. Moving on to an acetabular revision with a porous coated hemisphere cup with screws, as far as the technique, cavitary lesions are filled with particulate graft, cup placement should be inferior and medial as this lowers joint reactive forces. Metallic wedge augmentation may be used if the cup is in good position and rigid internal fixation is achieved. Jumbo cups may be used when a larger reamer is needed to make cortical contact. Structural allografts may be used to provide stability while bone grows into a cementless cup. Moving on to an acetabular revision with the reconstruction cage and structural bone allograft, as far as the technique, a polyethylene cup is cemented into a reconstruction cage and bone graft is placed behind the cage. Moving on to ephemeral head and polyethylene exchange, the technique involves exchanging both the head and liner. Osteolytic defects may be bone grafted through screw holes to fill bony defects. Finally, a gluteus maximus transfer in the setting of irreparable abductor deficiency as far as the technique, along with the tensor fasciolata, the anterior aspect of the gluteus maximus is freed and transferred to the greater trochanter so that the fibers are similarly oriented to the native abductor musculature. That's all for this review about THA revision. Hopefully that was helpful. Look out for questions related to this topic on this weekend's question session, and hopefully this episode will have prepared you for that review. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. If you're enjoying the podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on iTunes. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks so much, and we'll see you all tomorrow. <laughs>